Good morning to the land of social media. My name is Clemmie Palmer. Welcome to another episode of Bible Topics. I can be found on YouTube, Facebook, Twitter at DRC Palmer 3. And for those who like podcasts on Spotify, if you appreciate this video, please uh, go to YouTube, subscribe and check like. If you're interested in a particular topic, let me know on YouTube. The sole purpose is to save souls. In the interest of academic honesty, I'd like to give a shout out for the late Reverend William Carroll of Times Square Church in New York, who inspired me to do this uh, video and, uh, and use a lot of his themes. Uh, this is Graduation Sunday. Congratulations to all the graduates today. But be careful how you use titles and you reference other people with their titles. If you have your Bibles, go to Matthew chapter 15, verses 21 through 28. Matthew 15, chapter 21. I mean, verses 21 through 28. And I'll be reading from the New King James Version. Then Jesus went out from there and departed to the region of Tyre and Sidon. And behold, a woman of Canaan came from that region and cried out to him, saying, Have mercy on me, O Lord, son of David. My daughter is severely demon-possessed. But he answered her not a word. And his disciples came and urged him, saying, Send her away, for she cries out after us. But he answered and said, I was not sent except to the lost sheep of the house of Israel. Then she came and worshiped him, saying, Lord, help me. But he answered and said, it is not good to take the children's bread and throw it to the little dogs. And she said, yes, Lord, yet even the little dogs eat the crumbs that fall from their master's table. Then Jesus answered and said to her, O woman, great is your faith. Let it be to you as you desire. And her daughter was healed from that very hour. Amen. The title this morning is Block Prayers. What is blocking my prayer? I want to deal today with presence, silence, patience, resistance, persistence, acceptance, and deliverance. There's a time in every Christian person's life where it seems as though our prayers aren't heard. It seems like God is not listening. God is always listening. There are times where he may not indicate it. He does not have to answer or give an explanation to anyone. This woman had a desperate need. I think Jesus was engaging her for severe circumstances. The Lord was provoking her for a severe kind of prayer. Sometimes we pray to gain. We need to shift our prayer and pray to lose. Pray to lose our pride, our arrogance, our greed, our taste of sin, our impatience, our despair and discouragement, and even how we address people the wrong way with the wrong titles, and some just don't speak to others at all. The Lord provokes us. This was as if Jesus was saying to her, go deeper 
go further, go harder. This woman had to persist. Listen, and behold, a woman of Canaan from that region cried out to him, said, have mercy on me, O Lord, son of David. My daughter is severely demon-possessed. But he answered not a word. There is something in the silence here, I believe. And how do you think this mother felt? Took her daughter to Jesus and he didn't respond initially. Somebody may have told her to just go home, be quiet. As a matter of fact, his disciples said, send her away. For she cries out after us. And to make the matter worse, at least in her mind, Jesus said, I was not sent except to the lost sheep of Israel. I believe Jesus was saying, go deeper, go further, go harder. This woman had to persist. But Jesus wasn't through. Jesus reminded her that his mission was to the lost sheep of Israel, not to the Gentiles, and definitely not the Canaanites. You remember back in Joshua, God wanted all the Canaanites to be killed, but Israel disobeyed. And this woman is a descendant of the survivors. Now, as a Gentile, at that time, she did not enjoy all the privileges of God's chosen people. She was an alien with no hope. No claim on God or the Messiah. But she got the point. Because in verse 25, it reads, Then she came and worshipped him, saying, Lord, help me. We have to just do that to Jesus. Say, Lord, help me. Graduates, you have a reason to persist too. A better education, a better life, a more abundant life through Jesus. The presence of Christ. The fact that Jesus was entire and silent is an indication of an invitation. When God is present, I believe he wants somebody to pass through, to break through. Graduates, anytime you see a school, you should be thinking, this is an invitation to apply. Or a job opening, maybe that job is for me. We need to change our mindset. You see a large house and we ask, how am I going to paint this house? My reply is one room at a time. If you have to drive from Alabama to New York, and you say that trip is too far. How am I going to get to New York? I reply, one mile at a time. They told me there was so much work in medical school, which it was. And I know that's so much work in graduate school and other schools. How are you going to cover all that material? My reply, one page at a time. Back to the text. Jesus could have gone anywhere he wanted to, but he went to Tyre and Sidon. Just the fact that Jesus came down from heaven should give us the idea that he came down for us. Just the fact that he went to the cross should give you the idea that he went to the cross for you. Just the fact that Jesus was there in Tyre and Sidon should have given this lady the idea 
that he was there for her personally. In other words, if God is present, he is present for me. So we can move in his direction. We can talk to him. In a sense, he is here for everybody. He created the world. He went to the cross. And Timothy said, Jesus desires all men to be saved and come to the knowledge of the truth. Since God is present, I'm going to approach him. Now, it seems as though she initiated the conversation with Jesus. You agree with that? Listen. A woman of Canaan came from that region and cried out to him saying, have mercy on me. My daughter's severely possessed, but he answered not a word. Church, I am convinced that we never initiate a conversation with the Almighty. God's grace causes us to approach Jesus. The fact that you are in school and have just graduated means that he initiates, he initiated something. He is active. God causes something to stir up in us and we pray. The fact that we pray at all when it's a sincere prayer is an indication that he's active. In the Psalm, the people ask, where are you, God? Don't forget, God inspired those words. When we say, I don't know how to pray, or I just can't seem to get through, all this is the working of the Lord. Church, we all can ask God often, where is he? I ask, where are you in relation to God? Can we truly handle a response from God? So I might ask God, God, where were you last night? If he choose to respond, he might say, I didn't ask where you were last night, but my son, my son died for you anyway. Let's talk. We talked about the presence of God. Let's move to silence in the text. This Canaanite lady poured out her heart to Jesus about her child. Jesus is silent. Now, I believe he was silent to provoke her or he was silent because she addressed him the wrong way or keep me both. In psychoanalytic circles, we say silence means somebody's being resistant. They holding back. They don't want to talk. It's, it's unconscious. Or silence may mean there's something dysfunctional going on. But here I think silence is a part of speech. And I come back to provoking. She addressed Jesus as the son of David. Being a Gentile, her petitioner was wrong. She used the wrong title. She addressed him as the son of David. Now only Jews were allowed to, privileged to use that term. It's like a, a young lady coming up to me and say, Daddy, will you help me change my tire? I would be per per perplexed. I have one daughter. Why is this lady come, coming up to me saying, Daddy, help me change my tire? 
No one else is privileged to use that term. I believe Jesus was silent because he wanted to provoke her. Jesus was silent long enough for her to cry. That's why I say it was a part of speech. He was saying, seek and keep on seeking. Knock and keep on knocking for difficult situations. Graduates, your professors and your teachers are saying, more research, a stronger paper, a better student. If God moves too quickly, we won't learn how to fight. We won't learn how to persist. And we won't learn how to endure. His disciples came up to him, went up to Jesus and said, send her away. For she cries out after us. A better translation would be, she want us to do something for her. In other words, want her to go away, to basically shut up. Graduates, people in school and associates, some family members and haters will tell you to quit. Say it's too costly. The road is too rough. Keep on fighting. Let's move to patience. It seemed as though this woman was becoming an annoyance to the disciples. One can see the patience of God with her and with his disciples. Jesus understood her burden and her need. Jesus understood the nearsightedness of his disciples. Now, she didn't fit in with what the disciples were used to. Some people come to our church. They don't necessarily fit in to what we're used to. They may have an old truck like I do, old shoes. They don't pray like we think they should pray. Or they may put $2 in the tray which may be all they had, but they gave it cheerfully. And they never returned because of the response that church members gave them. This lady didn't fit in with the Jewish group, the Jewish society. She was Gentile and she worshiped Jesus in a different way. Church, <clears throat> we all different. There's always gonna be somewhere Somebody somewhere who's always going to be different. They know the words to the congregational song, but they're not singing the same song. Someone's heart has been broken. They are crying out from a different place. They're concerned with their son or their daughter or their brother or their sister or their parents or a significant other or a situation. The congregation may be singing, Give me that old time religion. I might be singing. I don't know why, Lord, I have to cry sometime. The congregation may be singing. He got the whole world in his hands. I might be singing. Let the work I've done speak for me. The congregation might be singing. Whatever you do for my father, let it be real. I might be singing. Father, I stretch my hands to thee. No other help I know. 
God is patient. Even if you feel out of place. Even if you worship differently than most people. God will take all of you to hold you. He is not ashamed of your tears. He is not ashamed of your fears. He is not ashamed of your pain or your hurt. Graduates, you may feel out of place. You may say you are not the sharpest person in the class. This subject is too challenging. Keep on working. Keep on pushing. Keep on trusting. And keep on hoping in God. Everybody can't be the sun. Everybody can't be the sun with certificates and diplomas and degrees. Some have to be the moon without certificates, diplomas, or degrees. Whether you are a sun or a moon, they both shine when it's their time. Resistance. There comes a time when we have to fight through. Now, some people really believe that Jesus just was outright resisting this woman. Think about it. If Jesus was actually resisting her, she wouldn't have gotten that far. She wouldn't have gotten that close to Jesus. He wouldn't have engaged her. And Jesus would have never gone to her region. In a sense, resistance, if you want to say resistance, was put up so she wouldn't shut up in the words of the late pastor, William Carroll. There are times in your life where only victory will do. Fighting against the devil. He takes no mercy. He takes no prisoners. This Canaanite woman was fighting for her daughter. The Lord is saying, fight harder. Fight harder. Don't let go. Don't let go. Keep on praying. Keep on believing. Graduates, work extra. Study longer. Meet with your teachers. This is an opportunity to break through the walls, so to speak, in persistence. She just wouldn't stop. If she stops, her daughter dies. Every now and then, we need God to provoke us. Why did I say that? Because sometimes it seems that the battle is too much. It's just too hard. And we say, I might as well just throw in the towel. I can't do this. I just need to go home and get under the bed. And then Jesus says something in Matthew to seem to make it harder, at least initially. He told his disciples, it is easier for a camel to go through the eye of a needle than for a rich man to enter the kingdom of God. His disciples asked, who then can be saved? Jesus replied, 
With men, this is impossible. But with God, all things are possible. Hmm. Hmm. We have to do things in severe situations and rely on God. This Canaanite woman had to acknowledge some things. She had to say very quickly, either I belong here with Jesus or I do not. You have to say either I belong in this school or I do not. Those of you who are listening this morning, you have to decide, is Calvary enough or it's not? Is the cross enough or it's not? This lady took the analogy of the children's bread and stretched it out and argues based on Jesus' compassion. It was as if she said, Lord, I know I'm not worthy and I know you are good and I also know you love my daughter. I know my father has bread and has bread to spare. And this is the big one. The dogs eat the crumbs that fall from their master's table. This is humble. Today, we need to tell Jesus something. You may say, I don't know what to tell Jesus. Let me get you on the right path. You can start out by saying something like, Lord, I am a sinner. I I may not be all that I should be, but you're still my master. I may not love like I should, but you're still my redeemer. I may not forgive like I should, but you're still my savior. And I may not thank you like I should, but you're still my provider. This Canaanite woman understood that this is what Jesus wanted. Then there comes acceptance. Jesus said, oh woman, great is your faith. In closing, I'd like to say, Jesus said, let it be to you as you desire because of her faith. And her daughter was healed from that very hour. Graduates, you have to persist. This is a story about a woman who had to humble herself. She wasn't always in sync with everybody else. She had to fight. Sometimes a silent heaven is inviting you to fight harder. This woman wouldn't let God hide, wouldn't let hope die. Keep hope alive and you can make it. If you've been blessed this morning, bless somebody else with this message. Lord, thank you for always initiating the conversation with us. Thank you for going to Calvary so we can be with you eternally. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. I will see you in two weeks if it's the Lord's will and the creek don't rise.
Amen.